Have you ever wondered what it'll be like to be mentored and taught by RC and Lisa? To be a part of an exclusive group with opportunities to ask questions to RC directly? There is a program called Mordecai Mission. It may be the opportunity you're looking for. Mordecai is a 12-week program conducted on Zoom by RC and Lisa. The program is named Mordecai because it was Mordecai who mentored Esther into her reign as queen. RC has been called the King of Queens. His passion for empowering women is like that of Mordecai. The program is for women seeking spiritual and emotional healing as well as a sense of purpose and a return to self-love. It's biblically based and spiritually empowered. It is roughly an hour of teaching done by RC. It then moves into Q&A. The program is based on three pillars. One, inner healing. Two, self-discovery. And three, self-development. The program runs for 12 weeks straight. Meetings are at the same time every weekend. The meetings are about 90 minutes to 2 hours. To be a part of the next group, go to www.rcblakes.com and register. Seats are limited. Pray about it. And if you feel a witness in your heart, don't procrastinate. Go ahead and register. Hi, my name is Leanne. I've had the honor and the privilege of working both with Pastor R.C. Blakes and Lady Lisa through their Mordecai mission. It's a wonderful 12-week program where you get to see and hear Pastor Blakes teach you real-time as led by the Holy Spirit and through using God's Word to reach broken-hearted women such as myself, help equip us and help us to grow and heal from some very hardcore life events, whether it's childhood trauma, broken marriages, toxic relationships, bad divorces, or even just coming out of all of that and trying to get back into the dating scene and really trying to understand what I am as a child of God and what that looks like versus what the world will tell you as a woman you should be like. And I think through this Mordecai mission, if you have an opportunity to work directly with Pastor Blakes and have a chance to ask him questions directly and get advice on some of your personal struggles, I think you will be truly blessed as I was. You'll have an opportunity to not only listen to both the Lady Blakes and Pastor Blakes, but you'll also hear the sweet and transparent and moving testimonies of 24 other women who are going through very similar circumstances, and you'll be able to gain insight and empathize with each other. And Pastor Blakes and Lady Lisa are truly compassionate and empathetic and know how to speak to us, both from a biblical perspective and a very practical perspective. So again, you will not be disappointed. You'll be truly blessed having participated in this event. And I wish you all the best luck. God bless. Hello and welcome to Let's Talk with Bishop R.C. Blakes. 
R.C. is an author, empowerment teacher, and the proud pastor of the New Home Ministries of New Orleans, Louisiana, and Houston, Texas. His message circles the globe. His conversational and candid approach to challenging content makes him a relevant voice to all generations. Get ready for a life-changing transformational conversation. Hello, 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 hello. This is R.C. Blakes and oh my goodness, I am so excited about sharing with you today. Now, you know what I, I need you to do. I need you to make certain that you like this message if, if you do. <laughs> I'd love for you to like it and make certain that you share it uh, with your friends, you know, with your family, with your coworkers and uh, help us to constantly grow you know that's that's big for me some people say well why do you worry about that well i worry about it because the message is necessary and uh i just you know i believe god put us here to grow and if you can help me to grow i would certainly appreciate it now i have a good one today i have a good one today uh, i want to talk for just a little while today um about things that cannot happen until a woman heals, especially things relative to a woman um, in relationships. There's certain things that just cannot happen until a woman heals. Uh, and I think the reason I'm dealing with this today is because I get so much pushback on the idea of, you know, pausing, taking a break and allowing yourself to process and to heal, you know, before moving on into another relationship. One of the clearest signs of uh, broken consciousness is when a woman bounces out of one relationship into another, into another, into another. And the entire time she's on this um, assembly line of uh, dysfunction, she is constantly getting more and more broken every time. Why? It's because she never took the time to heal. It's kind of like the, the athlete, the football player, or the basketball player that gets hurt in the game. Well, you know, he can't heal on the field. They generally have to take him off of the field and they have to allow him a certain amount of time, maybe a certain amount of weeks, maybe even the season for his body to heal before he's ready for action again. But how many women do you know? How many women do I know that uh, never really take the time to heal and then they wonder why their relationship outcomes are always horrific? Their relationship outcomes are always in the negative. A lot of that is due to the fact you're not able to really present your best version. And we tend to attract what we are. So if I'm sitting here and I'm broken and I'm undone, the reality is the, the vibration or the frequency, the energy that's flowing from me is pretty much going to attract 
the same thing. So there are some things, I think there are about five things that I've outlined here that just can't happen until a woman heals. Now, let me also say this. Society is constantly, please hear what I'm saying. Society is constantly destroying the woman from the inside out. So many people say, why do you always speak to you know, the issues of women, it's because I'm a member of that part of society that um, really serves to dismantle the woman's um, confidence, self-esteem, self-love, self-perspective. That's, you know, that part of society being male. The reason I speak to the empowerment of women is because as a man, you know, before I was enlightened, before I was mature, I did my part in destroying so many women. And I believe any man that really becomes conscious, he should find it a, a duty or a responsibility to do his part in terms of rebuilding what we have dismantled. And you know, we, say, we ain't did nothing to women. Yes, we have. And any, any, anything other than yes, we have is disingenuous. And we're constantly. Now, that's not to say that all women are innocent because women do their thing as well. But the reality is, men in society work constantly to destroy the woman. So we as men must face the fact that we have created the dysfunctional characteristics in our women through the trauma that toxic masculinity produces. You see, that's toxic masculinity that makes a man feel like he has to uh, learn how to manipulate and manage a woman. That's toxic masculinity that makes a man play games with a woman who's really given him her whole heart. That's toxic masculinity that makes us lie about being in love when the reality is all we wanted was sex. All of that's toxic masculinity and those things and many other things like them have, have compiled, compounded the trauma in the woman's heart creating the dysfunction of this generation of women. The brokenness of this generation of women is the result of manipulation and control. Now many women, I just had to say that for the record, many women are trying to figure out why they can't make, you know, a healthy go at life at love and at relationships and don't realize that she's broken and she's skipping over the fact that she's broken. It's almost like, you know, having a broken leg and trying to run on it and trying to figure out why can't I run? Your leg is broken. 
Healing is mandatory. That's, that's a great visual for many of you ladies who are addicted to relationships and feel like a relationship is going to mend you or complete you. Broken people are usually, listen to this very carefully, broken people, male or female, male and female, broken people are usually encouraged to get over it, move on from that. And this, you know, usually comes from the people and are the systems that actually broke you. So you, you'll, have, you'll have men saying, oh, get over that, you know, move on from that. You know, it's amazing to me how we as brothers can do something as um, heartbreaking as cheat on our women or go out and commit adultery and then come home and maybe apologize and you know maybe maybe sincerely apologize and maybe you're you know maybe you're a changed man but it's amazing to me how we just feel like oh I can go and sleep with somebody else and come home and apologize and next week we're supposed to be be right back at good when the reality is as men 99% of us if our woman cheated on us we would put her out or we would leave immediately but when, when she's the one that's broken, we're like, get over that. You still on that? All I did was cheat on you. I just slept with somebody and ran the risk of bringing a disease home to you and making a baby out of wedlock. That happened two weeks ago. You, not, you still on that? It's because broken people are usually encouraged by the people and or the systems that broke them to get over it. The reality is this. You cannot move forward until you heal. And you cannot really put a time limit on healing. The only way to get over it is really to get through it and to get through it you have to go through the process of healing so you hear you hear um, a generation of women who say well the best way to get over one man is to get under another what a foolish statement what a foolish and even stupid statement the best way to get over one man is to get under another what lack of self-respect. How clearly does that represent your broken consciousness that you think having sex with a new man is what's going to empower you to heal from the trauma of an old man. Kind of like, uh, I think it was Destiny Child at the time. I forget the name of the song. Well, Beyonce is saying, I can have another you in a minute. To the left, to the left, something like that. Everything you own in the box to the left. I can have another you in a minute. In fact, he'll be here in a minute. You're getting rid of, you're getting rid of one person that just destroyed you. And you're saying, in a minute, I'm going to have another one in here. 
<laughs> when are you going to heal, honey? You cannot move forward until you heal. Now, there's a, there's a, there's a, a, a text that I absolutely love. Anybody that's ever listened to me for any length of time when I'm talking about women's issues, you've heard me talk about this lady, if you've attended any of my conferences, Queenology, uh, father-daughter talk, whenever I was able to have, you know, whenever the world was set, situated where I could have conferences, God let those days come again. You've heard me talk about this woman that Jesus met at the well. And I want to just kind of cherry pick some verses out of John chapter 4. Stay with me, stay with me. This is important. John 4, verses 5 through 9. says, Then cometh he, speaking of Jesus, to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, wilt ask me, or ask, you know, drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Now if you skip on down to verse 16 of John 4, the story continues. Jesus saith unto her, Go call your husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Pay attention. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. And he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that sayest thou truly. The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Go down to verse 27. It says, and upon this came his disciples, they came back and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, what seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? The woman then left her water pot that she had come to originally draw water with when Jesus got through dealing with her and empowering her spiritually. The Bible says the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city. And saith to the men in the city, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Then they, the men, went out of the city and came unto him. Now a few things I want you to notice here. Because the, the, the statement I made prior to reading this is that you're going to have to heal before you, move, before you can move forward. More specifically, you're going to have to heal before you're able to move forward in a healthy and productive way in terms of your relationships or your relationship with men or man. But notice how Jesus has the equivalent of a therapy session with this woman. She, she couldn't believe that, you know, because she was a Samaritan, he was a Jew, she couldn't even believe that he was talking to her. So Jesus looks like a therapy session to me because Jesus bridges the gap through proximity or drawing close and offering acceptance. 
He met her where she was and he accepted her for who she was. What did that do? That broke down all of the defenses. He then goes into a line of language and even questioning that unpacks her secrets regarding the lifetime of rejection she endured at the hands of men. She had had five husbands, the Bible says. And when you understand the culture of that time, a woman could not divorce a man. It means a man had to divorce the woman. So it means that she had five men that committed to her and then abandoned her and rejected her. Can you imagine, can you imagine the brokenness of her soul having been rejected by five men? And then Jesus says, the one you got now is not your husband. You're trying something else here. The final scene is her being, watch this, ushered into healing. And I want you to read all of the verses and read the whole story. Because the final scene is her having been, should I say, ushered into healing and then having the power to overcome any insecurity regarding men. Her issue was what? Men. That broke her. That rejected her. Abandoned her. And when Jesus gets through bringing her through this rapid session of healing, she's overcome any insecurity regarding men. She goes into the city and she's so bold and she's so well adjusted that she talks directly to the men and leads them back to Jesus. She had to watch this. She had to heal. She had to heal to actualize. And that's all I'm saying to you today. That I know it's tempting. You know, you want to go on dates. You want somebody to go to the movies with. You want somebody to, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it, 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 it just continues to not work out. Because you have to heal to actualize. You, you will never manifest the best version of you as long as you continue to run into the next relationship with a broken leg that has not healed. A woman that has been broken will not be capable of manifesting, watch this, her full femininity. This will impede her relationships to men on all levels. Because a woman, why is healing so important? A woman needs a healthy relationship with herself before developing one with men. Now, all of that was introduction. Number one. Number one, things you just can't, that just cannot happen, will not happen until you heal, sister. Number one, you will never be able to fully respect a man because of built up anger. And the angriest person in the world is the one that does not know she is. If, if a woman does not heal from the trauma 
she may manifest an anger towards men unwillingly. And she may very well direct an anger towards men who don't deserve it. Because she's not healed from the trauma of the one that did deserve it. You see, anger manifests unconsciously many times. Most anger is passive. Have you ever heard of passive-aggressive people? In fact, about it, Cain and Abel. God says to Cain, you know, what have you done? Killed his own brother. He said, look at your face. Why is your countenance falling? It's because most anger is internalized. If you go to Proverbs chapter 26, verses 23 through 25, it reads like this. You see, because there's some of you that are watching me right now who are very angry, and it comes out in the way you deal with men. Though you, a certain part of you desires a relationship with a man, there's another part of you that is um, highly reactive and easily triggered. And that part of you is angry. And that part of you will always sabotage any potentially productive or healthy relationship. Listen to what Proverbs 26, 23 through 25 says. Burning lips and the wicked heart are like a potsherd covered with silver draws. He that hath hateth rather dissembleth with his lips and layeth up deceit within him. He says, she says all of the right stuff, but there's some, some stuff working in her heart, in her soul that she's not healed from yet. When, when he speaketh fair, believe him not, for there are seven abominations in his heart. And I, I'm, you know, I have to tell you that there, there, you may just be, you, you may, your, your relationships may not work out and people may constantly um, move on from you, not because you're a bad person, but maybe it's because there's some, there's some underlying anger that you've not processed and you will never be able to fully respect a man because of that built up anger. That's why you get triggered by words like submission or respect. You can't just bypass your history and move seamlessly into a, into a future of healthy relationships with men before you stop, process, and heal. You got to stop, you got to process, and you have to heal. Hebrews 12 and 15 says this, See to it that no one falls short of God's grace, that no root of resentment, or the King James says bitterness, this is the Amplified I'm reading, that no root of resentment springs up and causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. When you have a root of bitterness, you see that root is beneath the surface. So you may not recognize it. People may not be able to just readily see it, but it's there. And at the most inopportune time, that root springs up 
and it troubles you and many are defiled. So you have to heal because if you don't heal, the anger is going to prevent you from ever having the kind of respect for a man that you must have if you're ever going to have a real healthy relationship. Number two, you will never be able to trust if you don't heal first before you try to move on with a new man, you will never really be able to trust for fear of rejection or disappointment. And if you can't trust, you can't, you don't qualify for a relationship. I mean a relationship, the foundation of a relationship is trust. If, if you got to, you know, come on now. You will never be able, if you don't really deal with that stuff that happened to you in that last situationship, and you try to rush off into a new uh, situation with somebody else, you're not going to have the level of trust that's going to be necessary to drive the relationship to the end. Even if the person wants it, you're not going to have the capacity to trust until you heal. If you do not have an actual deliverance or healing from the trauma of your past, it will always leave you terrified to trust. You see, you can love somebody, but that doesn't mean you trust them. And if you don't trust them, it's going to be very difficult for you to give them the best of you. There's always going to be a certain point you get to that's going to trigger you and is going to cause you to retreat. When your heart has been broken, the fallout is an inability to trust anybody. You, you will want relationships. Oh, this is good right here. When you've not done the healing, and, and you're incapable of trusting, what happens is you want relationships without vulnerability. There is no such thing as a real relationship without vulnerability. And until you heal to, to the point where you, you're healthy enough to trust again, you're only desiring the superficial aspects of a relationship without the substantive aspects of that same relationship, which requires what? Vulnerability. If you're not capable of vulnerability, you're not whole enough to manage a real relationship. So this is why I say to you, you need to pause and you need to go get some therapy some counseling, you need to pray, you need to learn how to love you, you need to discover your vision, you need to find your own happy, you need to be fulfilled within yourself before you go out here trying to make something else work. You're not ready, you're not even capable of fully trusting it. And the Bible says in Proverbs 18 and 14, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity or his weakness, but a wounded spirit who can bear? When your spirit is still broken, you're incapable of trusting. And if you can't trust, you can't relate.
Now, you know, one of the signs that um, you are, you know, and I'm going I'm to give you a little rundown when I'm done with this of what it looks like to heal. I'm not going to just leave you hanging like this, but um, one, of, one of the things that really in, is an indicator that you, you are healed or you are healing is when you're able to let someone in and trust. You see, you don't, you don't just trust a person, you know, from zero to a hundred. No, no, no. You trust like you invest money. You, you figure out what your comfort level is. You know, should, can you, are you comfortable with being aggressive and investing a lot or are you more conservative like I am? You rather invest a little that you, watch this, don't, you're not going to have a heart attack if you lose it. That's how, that's how, you, that's how you grow in trust. You give a person just enough trust to see where they are and see what they do with that. And if they squander that, you're good. You're not going to fall apart because you thought this might go somewhere, but they proved to be something other than you thought they would be. That's not going to send you into a six-month spiral into the abyss. No, you're, you're, because you're growing, because you're healing, you're able to say, okay, well, that didn't work out. Well, you know, let's, let's move on. Let's see what, what, what happens next. And then you continue, then you find a person that you give a little trust to. And then they prove to do the right thing with it. Then you give them a little more. And that's how, that's how Lisa, that's how our relationship worked. Lisa came from a background of abuse. So you can only imagine the trust issue she had. She had never had a man that had been uh, a constant in her life or faithful or loyal. It took me time to build that trust. She gave me a little bit, then she gave me a little more, and she gave me a little more. Now, you know, she can close eyes and fall back. She know I got her. But all of that required what? Healing. You, 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 you'll never be able to trust a man until you heal because you're always going to be fearful of rejection or disappointment. Now, number three, you'll never be able to navigate until you heal. You will never be able to navigate the ebbs and flows of relationships without breaking down and or overreacting. Every relationship is a roller coaster ride. Every relationship, a better example, is, is like the waves of a sea. You got, you got to be, you got to be fluid enough to surf it. You know, you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have challenging days. You're going to have great days. But if, if you've not healed every time the relationship takes a slight dip, you're going to break down or overreact. Come on now. Because you're not whole. You've not healed. So the normal ebbs and flows that a whole and healthy person can deal with, you know, stuff like, you know, your partner's having a bad day and they have an attitude. Well, you're not going to be there. Yeah, I, why, why, are you, why are you talking to me like that? Why you got this attitude with me? I'm done. I'm through with you. I'm through with you. I'm through with you. And then the person tells you, man... You know, this happened on the job. 
my auntie died, you know, and I'm just sitting here trying to figure this stuff out. And now you're like, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why, why did you overreact like that? You overreacted because you, you weren't healed enough to entertain that person in the beginning. You will never be able to navigate the normal ebbs and flows of relationship without breaking down and overreacting to things that are really trivial. Brokenness, what happens is brokenness that has not been healed gives the mind a preconceived conclusion in every situation. So if you see somebody pick up a, a phone, you know, and, and go outside to the driveway to talk, you're not going to assume, well, the television is too loud, the children are too noisy. You're going to assume they're out there talking to some, some other woman or they, they're talking to some other man. Because brokenness gives the mind a preconceived conclusion in every situation. Usually you arrive at that conclusion without any communication. It's conclusions without communication. When a woman has not healed, she will, without knowing it, conclude the worst possible outcome before anything plays out. I pause like that because I need you to think about this and I just need you to breathe. Because this is some good stuff if you, if you really hear me and you, you go to your therapist or your counselor, man, I believe you, you can really get a breakthrough. James 1.19 says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, that every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Well, what is that an indication of? That's an indication of a well-adjusted, whole and healthy individual that is swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. See, that's the way you got to live your life. But the only way you can live your life like that is that you have to heal. Right now, you quick to speak. Are you slow to, slow to listen, quick to speak, and angry before the situation even, you know? And you're wondering why are none of my relationships working? Well, it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Sometimes all of this stuff is a part of your reality in your world, and you're imposing this on other people because you've not done, you've not taken the time or done the work to actually heal. Now number four. You'll never be able to see. To see. A great man. Till you heal. You know God can take and parade one great man. After another. After another. After another. God can bring husband material before you. One man after another, after another, after another. If, if, if you're still operating from a place of brokenness, when a woman has been broken by men specifically, 
there is a subconscious soul tie created in her psyche to and for the very thing that broke her. It's like the drug addict that says, you know, this heroin is killing me. This heroin is killing me. It's killing me. It's killing me. I'm losing. Look at all the weight I'm losing. It's killing me. And then there's another part of that same addict that pursues more and more of the same. You see, the woman who, who has not, you know, processed the trauma from previous relationships, there's, there's a subconscious soul tie created that's much like an addiction to the very thing she knows she does not need. Her mind is locked in on her being accepted by and or approved by the type of man that's always rejected her. So you can have a man that's totally different from the fool that broke you and he can accept you, he can affirm you, he can love you, but he ain't good enough. You got to have the type of man that rejected you for you to feel like you're finally worthy, you're finally of value. You'll never be able to see a great man because your mind your subconscious mind is crowded with the wrong one. Listen to what listen to what the apostle Paul mentions in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 4 and 5. He says for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God. Now here's the word I want you to see. To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. But that term stronghold, a stronghold is a place that has been fortified, walled in so as to protect it against any attack. It's a place where a particular cause or mindset is strongly defended or upheld. You see, all of us have strongholds in our minds. And what is that? That's a mindset or a frame of mind that locks in a certain way of thinking and will not allow truth to come in so as to oppose it. That's why Paul says, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You'll never be able to see a great man because you have a stronghold on your mind. You see, there are um, levels to one's ability to perceive. In fact, the people... You know, listen to this. There are levels. If you, you know, if, if you're stuck on a certain level, I can't expect you to discern or to perceive a man on the next level. You, you, you know, there are levels of, to one's ability to perceive. In fact, listen to this very carefully. I want you to hear this. This is important. 
this is, if you ever stop to pay attention, pay attention right here. There are levels to one's ability to perceive. In fact, the people you choose to usher into your life are the purest reflection of your intelligence, your emotional health, and your self-love. The people you surround yourself with, and more specifically, bring into your bed, let you know the level in your head. When you don't love yourself, you will always reject a man that does. You won't be able to see him. Because that stronghold has you locked in on the man or the men that rejected you. And as a consequence, that's your level of perception. So I can bring a great man into your world, into your space, and you won't be able to see him. You won't be able to hear him. He won't be able to get through to you. Now number five. Number five and finally, if, if you don't heal first, you will never give off a healthy feminine energy. My wife's energy has, has shifted so drastically, but when I say drastically, gradually, you know, when, when we first got together, you know, she knew how to behave like a lady and all of that kind of thing, but she had this thing about her. You know, um, I just got to do it all. I, I got to handle it. I got to handle it. And she still has a lot of that. But as she has healed, I, I'm noticing how she's learning to sit in her femininity more. Until you start the process of healing, you will never give off a healthy feminine energy. It'll always be with a man. It'll always be like, you know, he's dealing with a bra or something. Not that you behave like a man, but you think like a man. And you have the energy of a man. When a person has not done the work to heal her pain, she will always find a way to bleed onto the people in her environment. If you've not, if you don't, if you don't find, if you don't, heal, you will always find a way. Your pain will always find a way to bleed through. You won't be able to, you won't be able to stop it. And you, 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 you'll always sabotage because you, you won't be able to consistently give off a healthy feminine energy. This is why, this is why the Bible says in Proverbs 4 and 23, keep vigilant watch over your heart that's where life starts. What's going on in you is what's going to dictate, orchestrate what happens around you. So you have to guard and protect your heart. A part of that is weeding your heart, pulling the stuff out that ought not be, getting whole and healthy and healed from all of these things that have traumatized you. You cannot authentically Live a life openly that's not genuine 
inwardly. You cannot authentically live a life openly that is not genuine inwardly. See, I'm able to sit here and be authentic because this is absolutely who I am. This is not a subject that, you know, I, I came up with that, you know, uh, I knew a trend and all of that. I didn't know nothing. I don't I still don't know a whole lot about algorithms and all of that kind of thing. They're trying to teach me about, you know, keywords and all that. But this is who your boy is inside out on camera, off camera. My energy is consistent because you cannot authentically live a life openly that's not genuine inwardly. Because all it takes, if you're not, if you, if there's, if there's no congruency from your inward parts to your outward expression, all it takes is is a trigger to be engaged to dismantle any facade you've concocted. Listen to what the Bible says in Matthew 12, verses 34 and 35. He says, O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Your language usually betrays you. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. Now, let me give you this. So those are five things that just can't happen until you heal as a woman. So the question is, how does the woman heal? Let me just give you this really quickly. A, B, C, D, and E. Letter A, you got to quarantine. You know, you, you can't get COVID and, and then go to, go to your job talking about you're you going to heal on the job. All you're going to do is make a whole lot of other folks sick. You got to quarantine. You got to quarantine. You need some time by yourself, to yourself, where the God of your soul can do his greatest work in you. Preferably with, you know, somebody that can help you, but you need quarantine. You need to quarantine yourself from relationships. Letter B, you need a spiritual encounter. If there's only but one that can really heal the heart, and that's the creator of it. And I'm not talking about this muscle that's pumping blood in your, the center of your chest. I'm talking about your soul. David said in the 23rd storm, 23rd storm Psalm, he restoreth my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. You're going to need a spiritual encounter. What does that look like for you? You're going to have to figure that out. You're going to need letter C, honest reflections. You're going to have to stop making excuses for your downfalls. You're going to have to take responsibility for your part or parts in all of the stuff as well as holding everybody else accountable for what they did. You're going to have to have some honest reflection. Letter D, you're going to have to face your fears. Because once you have these honest reflections, the challenge is going to be to move away from the place of fear and timidity and to actually step into your healing. 
Step into your vulnerability and allow yourself to grow by facing your fears. And then letter E, you're going to have to establish a new normal. You're going to have to reconfigure, reconstruct your life, your approach. You're going to have to develop new habits that are consistent with the healthy version of you. And then you're able to think about stepping into something new. But you have to do your own personal work first. Let me pray for you. Father, I've said a lot. Now my prayer, dear God, is that you will take my words by the Holy Spirit and cause them to bring clarity and healing to the souls of every person. All of the people that are watching, God, bring clarity and healing. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, amen. Clarity and healing is what I'm praying for, for you. And contrary to what you may think, you're getting there. It's going to be all right. And I'm going to be here to keep guiding you and talking to you, helping you. You're going to be all right. Now listen, don't forget to go by my website, rcblix.com. Sign up for my mailing list and uh, check out all of the online programs. Those of you that really feel a need for counseling, please understand, I'm not a counselor. Not at all. I'm not a therapist. I'm no mental health professional at all. But we do have a relationship with BetterHelp Counseling. And um, if you look in the description, there's a link in the description for BetterHelp Counseling. If you engage the link, it will afford you 10% off of the cost of counseling and um, they, in turn, will make a deposit into R.C. Blake's Ministries for the referral. Hopefully that works for you. Now, also, don't forget to go by Amazon and pick up any or all of my books. Any or all of my books. They will be a blessing to you. They will be a blessing to you. And um, oh, what else is there? I know I'm missing something. Whatever I'm forgetting, you all, you know put in the chat or something but I've taken up enough of your time I want you to know how much I love you how much I appreciate you that's it thank you to all of you who uh, have sown into our lives Lisa and I appreciate you and love you so much you mean the world to us thank you for allowing our channel to grow and grow and grow and grow we just recently hit a half million and now I actually I'm crazy enough to actually believe we can get to a million mm. That's amazing. And you know why? That's because of the man upstairs and you. Can't lose. I have a, I have a no-lose combination. The man upstairs and you, I can't lose with the stuff I use. So I appreciate you, Lisa, and I appreciate you. Don't forget to like this. Don't forget to share it. And uh, just remember this. You're on top and you're going higher. God has more in store for you. I'm R.C. Blake saying to you once again, we will see you at the top.
We here at RC Blakes Ministries want to thank you for spending this time with us today. Time with us today. RC and Lisa are always honored to have you with us. Don't forget to reach out to us by visiting our website at www.rcblakes.com. While you're there, you may join our mailing list and receive a free download of the Laws of Manifesting Your Vision by RC Blakes. Also look at all of the online programs by RC. You may find all books written by RC and Lisa. Once again, all of us here at RC Blakes Ministries want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And as we always say, see you at the top. Have you ever wondered what it will be like to be mentored and taught by RC and Lisa? To be a part of an exclusive group with opportunities to ask questions to RC directly? There is a program called Mordecai Mission. It may be the opportunity you're looking for. Mordecai is a 12-week program conducted on Zoom by RC and Lisa. The program is named Mordecai because it was Mordecai who mentored Esther into her reign as queen. RC has been called the King of Queens. His passion for empowering women is like that of Mordecai. The program is for women seeking spiritual and emotional healing as well as a sense of purpose and a return to self-love. It's biblically based and spiritually empowered. It is roughly an hour of teaching done by RC. It then moves into Q&A. The program is based on three pillars. One, inner healing. Two, self-discovery. And three, self-development. The program runs for 12 weeks straight. Meetings are at the same time every weekend. The meetings are about 90 minutes to 2 hours. To be a part of the next group, go to www.rcblakes.com and register. Seats are limited. Pray about it. And if you feel a witness in your heart, don't procrastinate. Go ahead and register. <laughs>